all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, everyone. This is Joseph Brownlee, B-O-C-R-T, Body of Christ, Real Talk. W1964. Welcome to my show. The Mark of the Beast. The tribulation period, the tribulation time, or some people might call it the end of the world, which is not the correct way of saying end times. We all used to call it, remember, the end of the world. The beast, the dragon, the antichrist, the mark of the beast, images, line wonders, line miracles, all that kind of stuff. I want to talk about this, and I'm going to tell you why I want to get into this. This is very important for the saved and the unsaved. I'm going to tell you why it's very important what I'm talking about and why it's so important for the saved and the unsaved. I'm going to say this. It's a joy. If you are in the body of Christ, if you're part of the church, if you are in the body of, uh, if you are in the body of Christ, it means that you are saved. Sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. This is a sign for you. Or should be a sign for you. If you believe in the so-called rapture. Or the catching away of the church. This should be a sign to you and I. That the catching away of the church. Can happen any moment. And I'm going to tell you why I say that. So stay tuned. For. What I'm going to talk about. Stay tuned. The book of Revelation, a very mysterious, some people will say, and even myself, a very mysterious symbolic book. Many believers, let alone, well, many unbelievers, let alone some believers, have a hard time understanding the book of Revelation. Some might understand, you know, certain chapters or meanings more than others. Say, Joe, you finna talk about the book of Revelation? No, I am not, because this is not my Bible study podcast. In order for me to really get into the book of Revelation, I have to do it verse by verse and study it. But what I want you all to hear is a comparison. Now, why I'm doing this? Because a lot of people don't believe in the tribulation period. Um, mostly unbelievers. They don't believe in the end times or this mark of the beast or whatever like that. You know, they just don't believe it's going to happen. You know, they, they have their reasons why. Then you have the ones that believe in it, you know, but the only type of belief they have in it, the only type of information they go by is the movies they watch, like the, uh, Left Behind and other type of end time movies, which is more fiction than fact. And I know some of them tried their best. So they get their information out of certain movies or what their pastors or teachers told them about certain signs and stuff like that. And the majority of the church gets so much information about the tribulation period or the second coming of Christ and everything. You don't hear them talking about the rapture. You don't hear a lot of rapture from what I'm saying or catching away of the church 
like you do in grace teachings or, you know, dispensationalist type of teachers. You hear a lot about the catching away more than you hear about the tribulation period of some teachers. But most, I believe most denominational uh, uh, saints that go to denominations, they hear a lot about end time teachings probably. Now, I'm not going to say a lot, but if they do hear a lot about uh, the book of Revelation, the end times teaching is mostly talking about the second coming of Christ or, you know, the tribulation period or the Antichrist and the mark of the beast. And a lot of people are very afraid. And it's something you don't hear about when you in the church a lot is they don't seem to tell them that, OK, guys, you guys are not going to have to go through this because a lot of them think they have to go through it. They might say they believe in a rapture, but do they really believe in a rapture? Because a lot of things they say about the, the catching away of the church, they go to Matthew, they go to the book of Luke, and they go to uh, other uh, Old Testament uh, books to justify this is the rapture of the church, which is not the rapture of the church because the catching away of the church is nowhere to be found in the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, or nowhere in the Old Testament. The, uh, the, only, the only information you get out of the catching away of the church is from the Apostle Paul and his letters, which is First and Second Thessalonians and also in the book of First Corinthians. I think it's about 15, you know, 51 all the way down or something like that. You, you only get that information out of the Apostle Paul. First and Second Thessalonians and First uh, Corinthians. I think the 15th chapter talks about the catching away, the rapture of the church. Nowhere else. So you said, yeah, Matthew, no, they don't. Matthew don't talk about the rapture of the church. Matthew talk about the second coming. If you talk about Matthew twenty four, that's not the rapture of the church. That's the taking away the root. That's the that's the separating the wheat from the tares. So that's been a lot. That's in a lot of Jesus' parables. He's separating the evil from the good. That's not the rapture. That's judgment day. That's the tribulation time. That's the tribulation period time. But what my point is, all this needs to be known. All this, we need to understand these things. We need to, we need to know how to separate the times too. And the reason I'm saying this, this is another announcement I want, I want to bring out here because it's a lot of things. The church we are ignoring, we're, we're missing it. And some of the church today, I want to enlighten you that no, this is not the beginning of the tribulation. What we're going through now. I know it's kind of tough, and you're seeing a lot of wicked stuff going on. But this is not. The tribulation. This is the set up stage. This is the set up stage. This is the preparedness. Even though they don't, even though, even though they don't even know they're doing it, they're preparing the way for their leader. Leader, excuse me, not leader. Leader, which is going to be is going to be the beast of the Antichrist. They're setting up for that. It's it's a stage set up. Yes, no doubt about this. But this is not. I comfort you. Like Paul said in 1 Thessalonians uh, 4, 13, going through 18, he talked about the catch. He had to comfort them because they thought they was going through it. And he had to remind them, no, there has to be a great catching away or a great departure. The King James called it falling away, but that falling away means departure. Departure to catch the way of the church and the Holy Spirit, the catching away. So we will not have to go through the tribulation period. We don't have to go through the wrath of God. That's a promise from God. The church will not have to go through that. But we will and we will and not only that, we are seeing a setup. We are seeing a lot of the stage setting for that time. Now, why do I call it good news? Because even though it's eerie and it's very frustrating and it's frustrating to me, that's just letting me know that the rapture can happen anytime because the rapture of the church must happen, must happen, must take place before the tribulation period, before God pulled down his wrath, because he will not pour down while the body of Christ is here. So that's why I'm talking about that. So that's what we must start learn how to look at things in that way. We're not going through the tribulation. We will not go through the tribulation. We will be tucking away before the, the tribulation starts. And when we get tucking away, this is when the Antichrist is going to come to the scene. For the first three and a half years, the beast is going to be coming to the scene. So it's not enough for us to look us trying to be worried about who the beast is or the mark of the beast and stuff like that. It's good to know that stuff. 
It's good to see it coming, but always remember, we will not be here, and we want to take as many with us, many of people with with us when he comes for his church, so we can go and go to the heavenly places, and then we will go, I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe we will go straight, straight to our judgment, which will be the judgment seat of Christ, where we will get judged on the works we've done here on earth, not for salvation, not nothing like that, and not for our sins, because all that has been taken care of already. But salvation when it comes to the saints. We're not getting judged on salvation, but what we've done on earth. And it's going to be, we're going to get rewards and positions set up in the heavenly places, I believe, you know, um, depending on the works we've done here on earth in our bodies. Okay? Now, I want to read something to you. And I'm going to try to explain the best way I can why I'm reading this. Let's go. If you have a Bible, preferably the King James, but if you have a Bible, let's go to Revelation 13. The reason I'm reading this is because I think this is a very important time to read Revelation. Now, the book of Daniel and other prophecy books talks about the end time as well. But let's go to the most familiar books that a lot of, a lot of people know about. You know, uh, the book of Revelation. Let's go to Revelation 13. I'm going to not read it all. Excuse me. But I'm going to read some of them because I want to read it. And I'm going to explain why I'm reading this. Because it's kind of coincides of the setup that's going on today around us. Okay. Revelation 13. Okay. This is Body of Christ Real Talk. This is Body of Christ Real Talk. Let's go to 10. He that leadeth into, leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here's the patience and the faith of the saints. Now, I know it's out of context, but I'm trying to uh, get through this. Now, you go above this. It's talking about the 42 months. Now, what is the 42 months? Anybody know what the 42 months? And there was given to him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given to him to continue 42 months. 42 months. Okay. Keep your your mind on the 42 months. Okay. Because it's very important. Because it it has something to do with the tribulation period. uh, The 42 months. Okay. And he opened up his mouth in blasphemy against God. Who is he? This is talking about the Antichrist. To blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. Now I'm reading from Revelation 13. Now I'm at 6 now. Let's go to 7. And it was given to him to make war with the saints. Now what saints he's talking about? He's talking about Israel. He's talking about the little flock. Because the body of Christ is not there. The church is gone. So let's get that straight first. He's talking about the saints that's going to be here on earth going through the tribulation. That's you know, the saints of the church, the body of Christ, and some proselytes, so even some Gentiles, that's, you know, is going to be entering to the kingdom. And it was given to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues, tongues meaning languages and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Worship who? The Antichrist, okay? Whose names are not written in the book of life. Now, this is for the unsaved. Anytime you, you read in the book of Revelation when they say the ones whose names are not written in the book of life, that means the unbelievers, the unsaved. Remember that. If, you, if, you, if the name is not written in the book of life, that means you are unsaved. You're not saved in this dispensation. This is a dispensation. This is going back to the kingdom program, the tribulation. This is not the grace program anymore, okay? Of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear to hear, let him hear. And this is this is Jesus talking to John, the revelator. Verse 10, he that leadeth the to captivity shall go into captivity. <clears throat> My sinus is acting up again. Oh, when I read, it acts up. I get congested. That's not good. When I read the Bible, I get very clogged up for some reason. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb. And he spake or he spoke as a dragon. Talking about the Antichrist now. 
and he exercises all the power of the first beast before him and causes the earth and them which dwell therein to work therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Now who's the first beast and deadly wound was healed? It's the Antichrist, okay? It's the Antichrist. Now, I'm not trying to break it down and explain it to you, but I'm trying to go somewhere, okay? This is not what I want to talk about, though. And he doeth great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven. Sound like Elijah now or somewhat, doesn't it? Even come down come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. This is the false prophet. Saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast. The beast is the Antichrist, the one that Satan is going to enter or incarnate, which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Now, before I go any further, I want you to understand this we all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday something about the bible oh my sinus is getting bad sorry about this i'm sorry everybody but i'm getting clogged up you know i'm fine until i get to reading the bible then i get very clogged up my sinus get very bad and uh let's talk about the image of the beast now the beast first of all is the antichrist then you have the false prophets doing these certain miracles Around the beast, and I think the only way, only way he can really do these miracles if he's around the beast, the Antichrist, and he calls it all both small and great, rich and poor. Now let's go to sixteen. Now this is what I want to touch on. This is the main thing I want to touch on, and I'm gonna talk about this. What this have to do with today, and in stage setting. Let's go to Revelation thirteen and sixteen. The beast shall cause all, all now both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Now, let me read this again. Look, look, listen to all the categories. And he calls it all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. 17 of Revelation 13. And that no man might buy or sell, save he or save her, but them that have the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. I'm going to stop there. 16 and 17 is really the main two I wanted to read. Not the images, anything like that. That just that's just gonna break down the image people worship in this great image. I'm gonna say a little bit about that. But uh I want to talk about the mark of the beast. Now let's keep things with the people talk about the tribulation period. In my last podcast, I've talked about chips in the hand and different things like that. It's not the mark of the beast. Nobody really knows exactly how that's gonna be, you know. Nobody, the Bible does not explain how it's going to happen, what's going, how it's going to look like, or anything like that. All the Bible is saying, the poor, both small, let me read it again, he that calls it all, that means the Antichrist, this one world leader, is going to cause the small, the great, the rich, the poor, and the free to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. The reason I'm reading this like that, because today, today, you have what? The small, the great, the rich, and the poor. Now, who's the one that's 
really trying to take over today. You know, run your lives, trying to tell you how many, how much taxes you need to pay, what type of food you need to eat, get away from a real meat and eat certain type of, you know, biological food, uh, Bill Gates and people like that, you know, the uh, World Economic Forum, the leaders like the uh, the Charles, the uh, the Charles, the, what's the name, uh, Klaus Schwab and all these other, I can't even say his name well, these great billionaires, you know, the Eli Musk, it's, it's about 1% of billionaires that mostly control all the economy in the world right now, what do you know, the, the Rockefeller uh, Foundations, the Rothschilds Foundation, and different things like that, well, anyway, in the time of the three and a half years of the Great Tribulation, these guys that I'm talking about now, the Bill Gates and all, the deep state and all these guys, if they're still alive then, a lot of them, gonna, I believe, is going to wipe out or die out when this, before this time comes, but if they're still alive then, they're going to be submitted under this great one world leader. I believe he's around today, but I don't know who he is. And he don't even know who he is. But the rich will be under him. He will have control over the poor. He will have control over the free. The bond. The ones, who, if you're in prison, no matter where you're at, he will have total power over all, every nation on this earth. One man. Not several like they have now, like the United Nations. United Nations will be under him. The WHO, if they're still around, will be under him. Klaus, if they're still around, all these multi-billionaires will be submitted to the beast. And they will have to take the mark of the beast. So that tells you right there, the mark of the beast is not the vaccine or these little chips they got out there. The mark of the beast is something very, very conniving and deadly. I don't think a man, a man or woman can comprehend what the mark of the beast is going to be. This is my opinion. The mark of the beast is going to be something much more deeper than the vaccine. Which is very, it was poison in itself. You know, you think people, uh, they're trying to force you to get passports and different things and vaccines and stuff now. The mark of the beast is going to be really mandatory. You ain't going to have no other choice. They ain't going to have to sneak around it. You're going to have to do it because this man is going to be possessed by Satan. And I believe it's going to happen after the last three and a half years, after the seven year tribulation. After the seven-year tribulation. Okay. Now, we talked about the 42 months and different things like that, you know. It's all dealing with the seven-year tribulation. says several times in the book of Revelation. Let me keep going because I want to stop. All right. And he calls it all both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, and receive a mark at their right hand and on their foreheads. Okay. All right. The reason I'm reading this is... It's not even far-fetched to even see that now. Now, back 5, 10, even 15 years ago, 20 years ago, when I first got saved and seen these other movies talking about, and it, really bad movies too, Christian movies, talking about the market of beasts and stuff like that, I couldn't comprehend it or figure it out. Or I couldn't, it was hard to even see how could America out of all people, be submitting to certain things like that back then. But as today going in the last few years, I see it very easily now because people then gave up their life or their freedom because of fear. Let me say that again. The world... But let me talk about the USA, USA, United States, as gay has given up their freedom, not everyone, their freedom because of fear of this unseen virus. And it's not even about the virus anymore. It's about the vaccines. And I think it's been about that all the time anyway, the, uh, the poking and the jabbing and the vaccines. Well, anyway, 
the reason I read this is to let you know we're not in a tribulation. This is not the beginning of the tribulation. Why? Because the tribulation is going to have real plagues. Not no man-made stuff. This is going to be plagues coming down with the wrath of God. These are going to be real plagues that's coming happening in the tribulation. Not this manufactured man stuff that's uh, Fauci and all of them supposed to be doing in labs or being allegedly accused of doing. I mean, be safe, allegedly accused of doing. These are going to be real plagues, real sicknesses. There's going to be all kind of stuff going on in the tribulation period. It's going to be the wrath of God and the anger of Satan because he's going to get kicked out of the second heavens. And he's going to enter the beast, I believe, the, uh, the last three and a half years of the, uh, the, of the seven-year tribulation. Now, it's going to be terrible. It's really going to be terrible in the tribulation period. Wickedness. I think it's going to be a lot of demonic things going on. I don't, I don't even doubt that at all in the tribulation period. That's why it's so important for you to get saved now. That's why it's so important for the unsaved to get right now. You don't want to, if you don't die before then, you don't want to have to go through the tribulation period, which is the wrath of God. It's going to be worse than Noah's time. It's going to be much worse than the days of Noah. Okay? All right. That's not going to be a group of people in charge then. Everybody in that, in that tribulation period... You know, except a few, the little flock and people like that is going to submit and worship this man, one man, which is going to be Satan. Satan always wanted to be the most high. What does the most high mean in the Bible? It means the, the possessor of the heaven and the earth. He already is possessing of the earth on borrowed time. Emphasis on that on borrowed time. But he always wanted to be like the most high, like the Bible said, and in the book of Ezekiel said, or Isaiah 1 of them, I think it's Ezekiel. The, uh, the most high means the possessor of the heaven and the earth. And you only got one most high and one possessor of the heaven and the earth, and that's God. Bitchy, that's God. That's what the most high means, the possessor of the heaven and the earth. The battle was always been over the heaven and the earth. That's why you got the body of Christ in the heavenly places and Israel will be on the earth reigning. The body of Christ, the church today, will be reigning in positions in the heavenly places in heaven. You know, and uh, Israel, you know, mostly the little flock will be reigning here, on, not here on earth, but starting the millennium kingdom then when the new Jerusalem come down. You know, heaven and earth, keep that in mind. So the reason I'm saying this, because what we're seeing today, if you're not distraction or you're not delusioned, is just a rehearsal. It's just a rehearsal compared to what's going to be happening in the tribulation period. But you have a chance not to go through that tribulation period, which is going to be quadruple worse than anything that can ever happen now. And things are getting bad now. You have certain movements. You have certain agendas going on around here. You have something, certain mandates and everything like that. When a tribulation happens, there's not going to be a judge and nobody can overturn anything because the Antichrist is going to run everything. He's going to be the mover and the shaker in the tribulation period. You ever heard that term, the mover and shaker? He's going to be the mover and the shaker in the tribulation period. This one man, he's going to have the false prophet with him that does lying wonders, the Bible calls it, and miracles and stuff like that. There would be miracles. There would be lying wonders. There would be a lot of stuff going on back then. You're going to have the 144,000 virgin men from the 12 tribes, 12,000 from each tribe of Israel. There's going to be a total of 144,000 that's going to grow, go out and do the Great Commission around the world. They're going to fulfill that was something that's supposed to be done in the past by Israel. They're going to fulfill it in the tribulation period. The 144,000. You're going to have the two witnesses. Many people believe it's Moses and Elijah. I don't know. The Bible does not say. But it's hints in the Bible. It's kind of somewhat 
looking at them, I don't know, so I can't say that. But it's going to be two witnesses that were great, awesome power. Fire going to come out their mouth like the times of Elijah. So many, many believers and great teachers, I believe, you know, myself somewhat believe that it's going to be the return of Moses and Elijah. I'm not saying that's who they're going to be, but it's going to be two great witnesses. Let me stick to that one so to keep myself safe. You know, but many, many theologians and great people believe it's going to be Moses and Elijah. But my point is, folks that are saved, this is not the tribulation. If you was going through the tribulation period, that means you never were saved. Let me say that again. If this was the tribulation period, that means I'm not saved. And whoever considers himself saved. So I know something ain't right. The church is still here. The restrainer, which is the Holy Spirit. He's through, he's in the body of Christ. The church is still here. So this is not the tribulation period. The only way, and I'm going to say this very clearly, the only way God can pull down his wrath is he had to get his loved ones first. He had to catch away his church. Because we're not going through the tribulation period. There's no condemnation on us. There's no wrath that's going to come in the body of Christ, the tribulation period. Okay? I wanted to read that. Now, this, I want to read this as comfort for the believers. And it could be for an unbeliever that can be saved today. Okay? Just remember that. Just remember that. Reading again, Revelation 13 and 16, and he calls it all both small and great. Calls it, that means he make it. He forces it. By law, the small and the great and the rich and the poor and the free. In other words, everybody, no matter what kind of economical or what type of wealth you have, rich or poor, is going to be mandated to get this mark on their right hand or on their forehead, according to the Bible, King James Version. Okay? That's not happening yet now. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. You have a choice now. You don't have to get it now. They kind of coerce. You don't have to get it. Then in the tribulation period, you're not going to have no other choice. And it, why? Because if you don't, because if you don't, you will be beheaded. You will die. You will be like an outlaw, a nomad's. And there will be some at that time. There will, there will be some saints that don't give in to the mark of the beast that will be beheaded. Literally. You have people say they said they got they got guillotines and stuff set up now. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt it at all. They have a lot of things setting up. They're like puppets. They don't even believe the Bible, but they're still doing the things the Bible said it's gonna do. Let me say that again. A lot of these, don't, these are antichrists. They don't believe the Bible. A lot of them are atheists. They worship Satan. But at the same time, they still like puppets. They're setting up the stage for the tribulation period. And don't even know it. Some of them doing, some of them doing it sincerely and some of them just demonically doing some things. And they don't even know it because even though God gives Satan somewhat 
strength on this borrowed time, God is still in control. He allows Satan to do this stuff. He allows it. He could stop him anytime, but he allows it because he's giving people more time to be saved. But even through the tribulation period, the church will be gone. The body of Christ will be gone. Sins will be counted against people again. They're not today, but sins will be counted against people again in the tribulation period. Okay? That's why many people will get judged on their sins at the great one throne judgment. Not <clears throat> from the grace period because they'll be getting judged because of the, the law. The new law will come back and they will be under the kingdom program again. And if the law is back, that means your sins are back. That means every sin you commit after the rapture of the church will be counted against you. Anything before the rapture of the church, your sins are not being counted against you in this grace period. But anything after the church get tucking away, your sins will be counted against you and you will have to endure to the end. So therefore, you can lose your salvation and you can fall into the trap of the Antichrist in the tribulation time period. It's going to be devastating. And I want I wanted to read that because I want the body of Christ to understand there's a lot going on. I'm going to be talking about a lot of, a lot of things that's going on that uh, you don't, probably don't know about. This is not the tribulation period, church, because the church is still here. We are not accounted for wrath. There's no condemnation on the body of Christ. We will get tucked away. We will get chapter. I mean, catch it, caught away. According to 1 Thessalonians 13 and 18, then 1 Corinthians 15 on down, I think 15, 51, 40 something going to 51, breaks down our new bodies and everything like that. The church will be catching away. But Satan is a manipulated religion and faith so much that you don't hear the church preaching about the rapture no more. They're preaching about everything but the rapture. They even preaching about going through the tribulation, what they must do. They must collect food and hold up to them, get ready to endure to the end. No, you didn't gave up on the rapture of the church because of fear, because it's not happening. You feel it's not happening fast enough. My thing is to comfort the church. To comfort the church. So I'm comforting you, body of Christ. I'm comforting you right now. Don't give up on the castle of the church. What you should be doing, you and I should be doing now, is winning souls. Being ambassadors like we're supposed to. Being reconcilers like we are called to be like. Being reconcilers, all right? While we, in, un, while we are still under grace. Because grace is not going to be here too much longer. God is going to lift his grace off of us. When he lift his grace, the church is going up there with him. To meet Jesus in the cloud. And the rest will have to go through the tribulation period. Unless you pass away before then, you're going to be waiting for the great white throne judgment while you're suffering in the lake of fire. Okay? All right. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. What's some just some some word for today? Some some confident word for the church. We're going to see, we're saying some things. I keep saying going to, but we're I'm saying some things. I can't say we because some of you never heard of, probably don't even know of the things going on that I'm going to be announcing in the next few coming programs and podcasts. What's going on around us? That's a stage set for the tribulation period. So if they setting up for the tribulation period, that means that departure of the church is even closer because the departure of the church must must happen before the wrath of God, before the tribulation period. So anytime you see these things happening, even though the tribul the rapture of the church don't don't have any signs or giving you hints when it's going to come, it can happen anytime. But when you start seeing certain things pertaining to looking like the tribulation period or certain things happening, that means the rapture of the church could be even closer, but we don't know the time or we don't know the day. That's the only thing. And it could be somewhat frustrating for a lot of the church people while we're still here. But don't lose doubt. I mean, don't start doubting. 
We must continue to comfort ourselves, church. Comfort ourselves because our redemption is nigh or is near. The signs that I talk about is the tribulation period. The hope that I have means if you can see certain things happening now, that's the setup. They're talking about chips. They're talking about, you know, you know, hunger coming around. They're talking about control. You look at the gas prices and everything. You hear, you see the strong transgender movement. You see the strong woke movement. You see the strong cancer culture movement. You see all this stuff getting set up. This is just a stage set up, like birth pains. The Bible talks about this. This is just like the stage set up. What's going on now? People are getting bolder. All these murders and killings and kids and women and all this dying because of these poking and the jabbers or allegedly. You know, it's all kind of stuff going on. It's all kind of stuff going on that's telling me it's something worse that's going to ever come for the ones that have to go through the tribulation period. And the church is going to see some of this because we're seeing some of this now. But before all hell break off from the sky, the church must Get caught out first. That's my point. That's the hope for the body of Christ. We must hold on to. Like Paul told his followers back in his time. Comfort yourself with these things about the ones that died before you or fell asleep. They're already in the heavenly places spiritually. There will be a great a day when their bodies will meet them in the air and they will get new transformed bodies. And anybody that's left as a believer will be instantly transformed. My spirit is already renewed. It will happen all at one time for the ones that are still alive. That's the catching away, the rapture of the church. We must not never lose hope on church. Don't let nobody talk to you into telling you you have to go through the tribulation. Don't let nobody fool you that you're going to have to endure to the end. No, we're not. We're going to get tucked away from all this mess. Okay? Love you all. Now, for the ones that's not saved. You have a choice. And God is so loving that he gives you a free will. He's not going to force you or make you do nothing. And it's up to me as an ambassador of Christ and anybody that's saved, man or woman, male or female, are ambassadors of Christ. And we are called into the ministry of reconciliation. That means we are called to reconcile the world back to God. He opened the door for you already because he took care of the sins for you over 2,000 years before on the cross through his son, Jesus Christ. The power of the blood. You cannot claim the power of the blood if you're not saved. Let me say that again. You cannot claim the victory and the power of the blood of Jesus if you're not saved. Okay, and there's only one way to be saved, and there's only one one thing that can save you from going through the tribulation period. Once you, whether you live or die, you will not have to go to hell if you die today being saved. You will go instantly spiritually with in the heavenly places spiritually with Jesus, while your body waits here, your dying bodies go back to the dirt before it gets renewed. An immortal body. Okay? But if you are living and the catching away of the church happens and you never got saved, you will have to face the wrath of God. And the majority of the people are not, uh, are not going to make it through the wrath of God. Some is going to lose their lives physically and some is going to lose their eternal life spiritually because you must follow whatever law it is going to be out and you must get proselyted and you must endure to the end to be saved. You can lose your salvation again. In the tribulation period, your sins will be counted against you. That means every sin you commit, big and small in your eyes, will be counted against you in the tribulation period. 
compared to today. They are not counted against you. Nobody, the saved or the unsaved. But the tribulation period, your sins will be counted against you. You will have to face the Antichrist. You will have to face the full-fledged one world government under the Antichrist. There will be real starvation. There will be real plagues and famines. Not this fake, fake stuff of fear. You will be fear. Man hearts will be failing them, as the Bible said, in the tribulation part. Because there's going to be so much stuff going on. Evil. It's like evil. Like you look at some movies and evil just set loose. You know, all around you, like the Lord of the Rings or, you know, that other stuff. Some people, Harry Potter and all that stuff. A lot of that stuff going to happen in the tribulation period, demonic stuff. A lot of people go follow the Antichrist because they go believe he's the savior. I believe he's going to wipe out a lot of evil, wiping away evil in that days. Say that again. Evil, wiping away evil. It will make him look good when he wipe away a lot of the evil and all wrong doing people done. See, that's the deception. God is going to really, literally give people the spirit of delusion. They're not going to know the lie from the truth. You can see the taste of that today. Vaccinations. Somewhat mandated. Bad medicines compared to the mark of the beast. No comparison. You're going to have to get the mark or you're going to be killed. Period. By beheading or whatever means. If you don't take the mark of the beast in the tribulation period. Compared to today. Many believers believe the Antichrist is going to be a homosexual. That's been set up today. The law, the strong homosexual. The Bible talks about he will have no desire for ladies. That means I believe he's going to be a homosexual. I don't mean he's going to dress like a woman or transgender. I mean he's going to have a homosexual. That spirit of homosexuality is going to be even stronger. That's been set up today with the gay and the trans and the LGB, whatever they call it, transgender movement. The Bible talks about, it gives it a different name, pedophilia, you know, or different things like that. Drugs is very prevalent today. You know, you don't hear too much about the drugs, but it will be even worse than in the tribulation period. Two times, three times, four times worse. Demonic activity, three times worse. I believe people were having sex in the street. They're doing that now. Sacrifices of babies. That's happening now. With all the sex trafficking and stuff like that. See, this is just like the birth pains. This is just like a setup stage. Evil is good. Good is evil. Persecute the good. Reprimand the evil. You see that setup today? It's like that now. You go to jail. Because you protected yourself. And you go to jail. All they got to do is the parents or whatever can take you to court. You go to jail. Everything is mostly racist today. There's a strong movement to get rid of white people as well as black people. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.
It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. See, color ain't going to mean nothing in the tribulation period. The so-called name, y'all call it race, ethnic groups is not going to mean nothing in the tribulation period. You still will have to take that mark of the beast. Whether you're rich, whether you're well off, whether you're poor, whether you're free, whether you're bond, as the Bible says. You're going to take the mark of the beast or you're going to be beheaded and die no matter who you are. There will be a full-fledged one-world government like you have never seen before if you don't get saved today. Because it could happen anytime the church you get taken away anytime even while I'm speaking. I can be gone. I really believe that I can be gone. Because nothing is stopping a rapture from happening now. Nothing. It can happen anytime. The Bible calls it the fullness of the Gentiles. Now, when it's going to be, I don't know. And no, no, no saint knows that. But when the fullness of the Gentiles, when the Gentiles are full and complete in the body of Christ, that's when the catching away of the church is going to happen. We don't know that. Only Jesus knows that. Only God knows that. But that's the term the Bible used, the day of the fullness of the Gentiles in the King James. That means when all the Gentiles are loaded, that's when the catching away of the church is going to happen. Are you ready? Now, the way to be saved is who you believe in. Now, the fulfillment of salvation is but who you believe in and what you believe that person done for you. Not who he was, but what he done for you. Believing in the death, the burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. His death. You can't go to, you can't go to heaven on his death. Him being buried. You can't go to heaven on him just being buried. But the resurrection. If it wasn't for him coming to life, there would be no hope for nobody today. If it wasn't him being raised again. That's the key, his resurrection. Not his death. If he stayed in the grave, there's no salvation for nobody, Jews or Gentiles. If he was just buried, there's no salvation for Jews or Gentiles. Listen to the teachings of Apostle Paul. If Jesus never been resurrected, or if there, if there was no such thing as a resurrection like the Sadducees believe, there, salvation is a waste of time. You got saved in vain. For nothing, if there was no resurrection. That's how powerful the resurrection is. Not him just dying or being buried. He had to be resurrected because our future resurrection is a picture of him if you're dead. Okay. That's 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 the key of being saved today under grace. The second coming of Christ, the same thing. If there's no resurrection and Christ never came back, we done all this for nothing. So wash away, let it be, let it be. Live like you want to be. Ain't no sense of being saved. Live like you want to be. There's no life after death anyway. I mean, uh, 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 life, yeah, life after death anyway. If it wasn't for the resurrection. Remember that. Believe in what Jesus done, not who he was. Because if you just going about who he was, that's not salvation. He was still alive then. Israel had to believe who he was as far as being you know, him being their king and their Messiah. We must believe of what he did on the other side of the cross. No one will no one can understand the full power of what Jesus done on that cross. Unless you read the books of the Apostle Paul, that's the only way you get the full flesh of what happened on that cross for the Jew and the Gentile, for the kingdom church and the body of Christ. The two programs is all nailed to that cross. 
the kingdom of heaven program and the body of Christ program is nailed to that cross. But the body of Christ program was but the body of Christ program was a secret. It was hidden in God. The kingdom church was foretold, prophesied, but both of them came to fruition because of what Christ done on that cross. Two programs was created from what Christ done on that cross. The kingdom of heaven program before the fulfillment let me put it this way, the fulfillment of the two programs, the future Israel and the Millennium Kingdom and the hidden mystery program that's taught by the Apostle Paul through Jesus Christ and the heavenly ministry <coughs> was fulfilled on that cross. But most, most everybody in the church today, saved and unsaved, they know about the kingdom program. They know Jesus died and was resurrected, but they don't know the full power of it if they don't get into the books of the apostle for today, the apostle Paul. And the way to be saved today is through the blood. And the only way you get the blood covered and washed and you file salvation, your sins has already been dealt with. You took care of that with the blood also don't on the cross. But when they come to that atonement, that unwantment, that justification, that righteousness, and all that stuff, that happens after salvation. After salvation. Okay? And the way to do, get saved today is believing in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, of what he did. Believe that today and receive it, you will be saved and sealed with the Holy Spirit of the promise. I say this many times and I will continue to say that. It's up to you. It's up to you. God bless you all. Love you all. Joseph Brownlee, word for the day. Comfort one another, church. We're not in a tribulation. Let's reconcile others. Let's be real, true ambassadors, okay? And start winning souls the correct way. Telling them about their sins have been forgiven already. And all they need to do is now is believe that and receive what Jesus done on the cross. Now, let me correct myself. And I like the way Trey Cersei said this. What I mean by believing that, it's not whether you believe your sins was forgiven or uh, all your sins was forgiven already is not going to change the truth about your sins being forgiven. Whether you believe it or not, your sins are still forgiven. You don't have to accept that. I got this. This is I learned this from Trey Searcy, one of my teachers, my radio teachers. You don't have to accept being forgiven for your sins. You don't have to believe that. But it's still, you still go, that's not going to stop your sins from being forgiven. But what you must believe is how to be saved. Those are two different things. Forgiveness of sins and salvation is not the same. You don't get that at one time. One of them is already done for you. That's the, that's the, that's the door that's open for you now. God moved the prison doors out of the way. Now, the only way you can step through that door is receiving it and believing what Jesus done for you. Like Trey Sacy said one time, even though your debt is wiped out clean in the bank, you still ain't got no money up in there. You need something in there to fulfill your further life. Now, he didn't say it like that. This is just me. Even though your debt was tucking away, wiped clean. You still can't pull no money out of the bank because you ain't you're broke. You ain't got nothing in there. You understand what I'm saying? And the re only way to get something in there, you have to receive that money where that bank owner is giving to you. You have to believe that he's going to give it to you. You have to receive it so your bank account can be filled up. That's just that's a physical way of looking at it, but it's the same thing with spiritual. I wiped away all your debts. Now you must take my envelope and believe that I'm going to put money up in there for you to receive the benefits of it. You understand what I'm saying? 
salvation. Every set sin you ever committed, past, present, and future has been dealt with. That's not salvation, though. That just means your, your sins have been forgiven. Everybody, saved and unsaved, sins have been forgiven. Wicked, the most wickedest person on this earth. No matter what you've done, your sins has been forgiven. And that's what got people messed up and confused today. They think it's salvation. No, forgiveness of sins is not being saved. That just means your sins was forgiven. You ain't got the light that you ain't God. Some of you too religious. Y'all say, no, that can't be true. Okay, I believe the Bible, not you. Because our pride and our arrogance and our religiosity gets in the way. And we can't see that. The way I got saved, they can get saved the same way. My sins was already forgiven before I got saved. Let me say that again. My sins was already forgiven before I got saved. I got saved by believing what he done. For that. The same as the world. Sins have already been wiped out. He took care of that on the cross. That's hard for you to grasp because you've been stuck so much in traditional teaching. That you have to be saved first before you get your sins forgiven. No. Forgiveness of sins has already been taken care of for the world. If your sins was never forgiven, you couldn't get saved. Because God cannot look at sin. He had to get the sin issue out the way first. You can't come to God with your sins and think you can get saved. If that's the case, the law, you have to follow the law again. That's why Israel had to follow the law to keep themselves clean. So they had to do certain sacrifices and stuff like that. Because every sin they committed, they had to do a sacrifice because they was under the law. Listen to me closely. You get mixed up. You bring that in the church. Yes, you're talking about losing your salvation. Yes, they can lose their salvation because they was under the law. The law required you to take a it was conditional. You had to do something to keep yourself cleansed from your sins. Every sin you committed, you had to keep yourself cleansed by doing certain sacrifices. You had to go to the Levite, not you, but the Israel had to go to the Levite priests and everything like that. They had to follow the Ten Commandments. They had to follow the laws to keep themselves cleansed in the eyes of God. That's the mean. That's what the sacrifices and all that was for. But under grace, God had to get rid of all of that in order for you. Now we have a better, better promise by only believing now because we don't have sin in the way, and there's no more law for now. Remember, the law was there for what? First of all, for Israel, the law was there to show them their sins. Therefore, they needed sacrifices and stuff to clean. And they couldn't just go to God themselves. They had to go through certain rankings of the Levite priests because they was the only one anointed. They had to go in, in the temples and, and present those sacrifices to God. Because their sin, God cannot look at sin. Their sin has to be wiped away. Under grace, God looks at anybody that I don't care what you have done. He don't see sin. He just see your unbelief of what his son done for you. Because the sin, and me and me, you can't comprehend that, has been wiped away already. It's not about your sins. It's about your unbelief. It's not about your sins. It's about your belief of what Jesus did under the grace program that's taught by the Apostle Paul and you can only find this in the teachings of Paul's 13 epistles or 13 letters the gospel of the grace of God I know I'm going long and I'm sorry no I'm not sorry I'm not sorry okay that's the way to be saved of believing that's why I was talking about the who versus the what what Jesus done compared to who Jesus was. Israel had to believe who Jesus was. That came, the uh, unsaved person, they only need to believe what Jesus done. That's what I mean by the who versus the what. Two different programs. The other side of the cross is only explained, which is called the mystery that was hidden in God that was never told to nobody else but the Apostle Paul. It was hidden in God. That's the way to be saved, believing his death, burial, resurrection.
God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ Real Talk. Love y'all. Talk to you soon. I hope you get something out of this, especially salvation. Remember this. When you get saved, you did not get saved to get forgiveness of sins. You got your sins forgiven to be saved. Let me say this again. And I said this before. You do not get saved or you cannot get saved because you want your sins forgiven. Your sins has been forgiven so you can be saved. One more time. You don't get saved to get your sins forgiven. Your sins are forgiven already. And you got your sins forgiven so you can be saved. God bless you all. Sleep on that. Remember that. God bless you. Peace out. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions. And yet there he is suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors built with aerospace precision deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother and even son can enjoy eventually with replacement blades just 10 cents each. You'll buy it once and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.